Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Julie Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. this month which is the month we're declaring a month of breakthrough amen yeah. uh, no one got excited about that yeah. we're declaring a month of breakthrough everybody goes yeah so it's like okay I'm gonna start again this morning we started the month off and we are declaring this month to be a month of breakthrough yeah. <laughs> Woo! That did my little heart good. Woo, skipped a beat and just like, whoa. Yeah. It's, it is time to get excited. I mean, you can feel it. You, you can feel it. I just want to shout out to Alex too. Come down here, Alex. Run down because I know you have energy. Come up here with me, son. This is one of my newest sons. I want you to meet my newest son, Alex. I've adopted, he's my adopted son. This guy, right, he comes along to church. How long ago now? It's like two months? Oh, since, I think, I think Easter, yeah, it was one. It was Easter because we did, yeah, thanks. Yeah, he goes like this train, training ground, son. Hold it right up there. Look, he's sweating. The poor guy, his hands are dripping I always wet. sweat, I okay. always sweat, that's all right. Anyway, yeah, Evan's like that. You should be friends with Evan. Sweat together. Man. You can be sweat buddies. It's you can all be right. sweat buddies. Yeah. I think I'll win though because I sweat more. No, I think he'd win. Uh, Believe me, he drips. Give it 30 seconds. You just wait. You okay. Just wait. It's all right. Soon. I'll just stay over here. Like, I don't know if I should be holding this microphone. I'll get electrocuted or something. <laughs> I need a glove or something. <laughs> so at East, this guy works with Jamie, right? So he's a childcare worker and he works with Jamie. And Jamie invited him to come along at Easter time and he came along and, you know, what was it like when he first walked in here? I mean... Um, I was really just amazed with how much, how friendly and how much love I felt just coming in for the first time. Like, it just sort of blew me away of how, how friendly and open everyone was and just how accepting everyone was straight away. Like, you had no experience with church, really. No, have, no. <laughs> no. I've it's never good done. in a way, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but... No, it's definitely good. Let this good. be a good experience it's for good. you. No, it's, yeah. it's been a great experience, and the reason I come here is because it makes me feel good about myself and feel yeah. good about life in general, so... I think there's no way you're going to try. There's no way you're going to get me out of here, or no way anybody else is going to no get me way. out of here. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and what did it feel like for you when you gave your heart? Like you actually gave your heart to Jesus the yeah, first time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for for me the first time, I think it was probably about my third week coming, which I wasn't expecting at all. No. Um, I was thinking I saw people. You invited them up the front. And they came up and you prayed for them and all that. And I was just like, there's no way I'm doing that anytime soon. No, that, that's too much of a step for me. And then I don't know what it was. I think you were preaching that night and it was like the third week. And I was just like, this is crazy. But I just had this feeling I had to go out the front. It was 
it wasn't like I couldn't not go up if I didn't go up so I don't know what it was and then I just had this feeling in my chest that I had to come up front it was I was like there's no way I was gonna do this so early but I had to come up and I came up and I don't know what it was it was just the most amazing feeling that I've ever had in my life like my whole body felt like it was glowing and overwhelming with everything my heart was beating my body was shaking and I don't know what it was it's just the most amazing <laughs> I, I always sweat. I, t- I said that. I always sweat. Um, yeah, and just that encounter, which is, that's all I can say. It was like an encounter. He was wow. like he was within me and everything. Wow. So amazing. It was incredible. So. so now you're going to new Christians classes with Marty and Marty, yep. Marty's teaching you about yeah, Jesus is. and about, and you just, you, you ask a lot of questions I hear, which is just awesome. Yeah, he asks the hard questions too, doesn't he, Marty? Huh? It's good. Apparently what everyone asks. So. I love that. I love that. Isn't he amazing? Everyone, welcome Alex into our family. You're amazing, Alex. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. I love you. Just give it to me. I wanted him, I wanted him, Alex, to come up here because I want you to know something. Something's happening right now across the earth. God is turning the lights on. Let me say it again. God is turning the lights on. And I'm not saying that the light was not turned on when Jesus Christ died on the cross and the book of Acts uh, church was birthed upon the earth and the Holy Spirit came first and filled them on that day of Pentecost and there was a glowing light over their heads, a fire that came into them and they preached and 3,000 were added to their number in that day. I'm not saying the light wasn't turned on, but what I'm saying is this, the light is being turned on full blast. I don't think we have ever seen a day before, even to the book of Acts, than the day that we are living in right now. Do you know that you have been chosen specifically by God in his book to be born and to live and to know him in this day? Out of all the people on the earth, out of all the people since the beginning of time to the end of the time, God chose a special people to be alive on the earth in this special time, which is the time when he would turn the light on. And I'm not just talking about the gospel going out in small measures. I'm talking about God displaying his glory, God turning the light on in people's eyes, in people's minds. I'm talking about miracles like we have never seen. I'm talking about hunger in the hearts of people that they have never had. I'm talking about breakthroughs, breakthroughs in ministries. You know, like I said with Ollie, there's a breakthrough coming. I see that on Ryan Connor too, wherever Ryan is. I just can't get Ryan out of my heart right now. I just know there's such a breakthrough in that boy's ministry coming. I'm so excited about people's lives and about their families, about their finances, about their health. This is a time when God is turning the light on. One of my favorite verses that I, over the last years, it's Actually, it is my favorite verse because I feel like it's a verse that God burnt inside of me when I was first born again, when I first saw the very face of Jesus Christ and looked into the eyes of the one, when my whole room was lit up with light and the face of Jesus himself came and looked into my eyes 
when I saw those eyes, it was as if this scripture was implanted in my soul and I was waiting for the day that it would come to pass. Do you know there are many scriptures that have not yet been fulfilled. There are prophecies that have not yet been fulfilled. And this prophecy is, is in Isaiah 60. Look at this. And it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. Listen, I want to say it again. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Arise, shine, for God is turning the light on. Arise, shine, for the light is getting turned on. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. See, darkness is over the earth. A deep darkness is over the peoples of the earth. But the Lord will shine on you, will rise upon you. Is that right? Am I getting it right? Oh, and his glory appears over you. Next verse. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Who is you? Who is your light? Who is your dawn? It is the dawning of the church. It is the light of the Christian. Nations are going to be coming. Nations are going to fall on their faces. Right now, you know, there are Islamic people. There are people who are worshippers of Islam who are going to their temples and then the, the um, what do you call the, the leaders of the temple? The, yeah, the imam. The imams would go to prepare the temple for worship. We're talking in, in countries, you know, that I won't mention the countries, but we're talking in countries, Arab nations. And they would go to prepare the temple for prayer. And they walk into the temple for prayer and they see a white light in front of them. And they see the man, Jesus Christ, standing before them. And the imam falls on his face. He says, who are you? He says, I am Jesus Christ. I am the first and the last, the beginning and the end. I am the God you should be serving. And they fall on their face. They cry out to him. They start speaking in tongues. They start speaking in tongues. They get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And this has happened not just in one place, in many mosques. And by the time the people come for prayer, the presence of God is so strong that they lead the whole mosque to Jesus Christ. And they all begin to speak in tongues. And then they have to go to the underground church to find the underground pastor to give them Bibles and to tell them what's happened to them. And they take the thing off the top of the mosque and they stick a cross up there and they declare Jesus Christ is Lord. This is what's happening right now. This isn't fairy tales I'm telling you. He's been slowly churning up the heat. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Keep going. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on your hip. Listen, there's going to be people that have come like, like Alex, that you just look at him and go, he's my brother. I feel like I've known him forever. He's my son. This is my daughter. These are the ones that are supposed to come into the church. These are the ones that have been called by name. And they're going to be carried in. People are just going to carry, you got this one. Then carry them in. Like that poor, you know, lame man on his stretcher when they lowered him through the roof to Jesus because they just had to get into Jesus. There's going to be those that come and they just go, I just got to get my friend to Jesus, Alana. You're going to be one of those that just go, I just 
just got to get them to Jesus. I see you carrying people into this church like on a stretcher. They're just about dead. They're just about gone. They're in this they're just in awful places of darkness. And I see you saying, you have to get to my Jesus. You've got to get to my church. And you're going to bring many. You're an evangelist. You have a heart of an evangelist, Alana. And you need to start to speak. You need to start to bring. You need to start to pray. You need to start. Don't think little of yourself because you're young. It says in Timothy 4, is it? 1 Timothy 4, somewhere around there. Don't think little of yourself because you are young. Amen? But the anointing, stand up in the anointing that was given to you by the laying on of my hands. Stand up into it and be all that you're called to be. She's going to be a minister, actually. She's, she's amazing. She's just amazing. And the other one I was saying, Mel Webb, you know, you freak me out, Mel Webb. You freak me out. We were just talking before. She said she's thinking about maybe going to Bible college next year. I shouldn't have said that, should I? But I just said it because it's true. And because, because I'm encouraging you, young lady, you're a minister of the gospel. You're going to be one of the radical, crazy, evangelist, preacher chicks that you're going to bring many into the kingdom of God because you're going to talk their language. You're going to talk their language. You're going to have a street language that God is going to give you. And many people are just going to be weeping as you speak. Amen. You're going to preach. I'm not talking about just going around. You're going to preach. God will give you a platform. You need to make way for that. She preached on Friday night? She did? What was she like? No one was moving. They were just engaged. No one was even on Facebook. She told him to get off. It's my girl. That's my girl. You know, and I remember when she first came in and she's like, you know, I'm working in a bar and, you know, I've got this really great opportunity to go and be, you know, work in a tattoo parlor in King's Cross and I'm really excited about that and I'm just going... You know what? I think God's got more for you than that. I think God's got more for you than that. Because she's got leadership, she's got management. She saw, the, she saw it exciting because it was management and, you know, making a way, not being just like a normal bar chick or something, but getting in there and doing something. I'm telling you, she's got so much stuff on her life. It's amazing. Whew. I'm not going to read the rest of that scripture, but I'm going to go right to the end of it. Isaiah chapter 60. It says all this other stuff. Yeah, go through, go through. Go on. What's that one? That's, what's that one? Yeah. That was 61. I want 60. Uh, whoa. No, what's the one? I, the spirit's all right. Okay, go back, go back. Go to about, um, anyway. Up to that point, it talks about all these great nations are going to come to you. The wealth is going to come to you. You're going to rebuild ancient ruins. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to be the head and not the tail. It says all this stuff in that scripture. And then it says, the least of you will become a thousand. The smallest, a mighty nation. I am the Lord. And in its time, everybody say in its time. In its time. I will do this swiftly. 
Now, he is the God of the breakthrough, amen? And in its time, he's going to do this swiftly, amen? And this is what I want to preach on. I've not even got to my preach yet, but this is what I want to preach on because I'm too excited. Oh, I'm too excited because I can feel it. I can feel the rumbling. I can feel like the earthquake. I can feel the God of the breakthrough. I can feel it. And this, this scripture here, look at this scripture. I love this scripture. Micah 2, and Pastor Will shared the most incredible sermon this morning, and you need to listen to that podcast because it's actually given you the foundations of this, what I'm talking about right now. So you need to listen. That was awesome this morning. I saw people on the edge of their seats, but listen to this. And this is from the Amplified Version. It says, the breaker, everyone say the breaker. The Messiah will go up before them. They will break through, pass in through the gate and go out through it. And their king will pass on before them. The Lord at their head. The breaker, the interpretation of the breaker is the Messiah. The breaker anointing. The Messiah, the breaker anointing will go ahead of them, will go on before them. Now, I want you to understand this, how this works in biblical terms. Just put that picture up there for me. See, this is, this is what you would call in, in, in uh, biblical times the sheepfold. Okay, this is the sheepfold, and they would have this brick wall around them, which would keep the sheep confined in the dark hours. During the dark hours, darkness covers the earth, the deep darkness is over the earth. During the dark hours, the sheep would be confined in the sheep fold. It's like a brick wall. It's like a containment. It's like a confinement. And the shepherd would sit there at the gate, and there would be, at the gate, there would be these poles all the way down that would stop the sheep getting out and stop them pushing through, right? Then when the time came, when the shepherd felt it was time to take them out of confinement, first thing he would do, he would go and walk amongst them. He would go into the middle of this field. He wouldn't just stand at the gate. He would go in and he would walk amongst them. And when they got the scent of his heels, they would get the scent that he was moving. They'd get the scent of his heels. They would all start to come up behind his heels. And then he would move towards the gate and literally the force of the sheep behind him would push through the gate and they would break through and they'd come out of confinement. That's how it happened. And I want to tell you this, the Messiah is moving. The breaker Messiah is moving. He's walking amongst his people and those who will get the scent of his heels will come in close to him. Those who get the scent of his heels are going to come in so close that they can smell him, that they can sense him. My people know my voice and they will not listen to the voice of a stranger. Amen. They'll they'll smell the shepherd. They'll sense the shepherd. They'll see that the shepherd is moving. They'll see that he's about to break them out of confinement and containment. And they'll come along behind his heels and they will not just stand there and say, well, go for it, Jesus breakthrough for us, but they're going to start to push. They're going to start to say, oh, I'm getting up in the morning to pray. I'm going to start fasting. I'm going to start cleaning up my life. I'm going to get rid of my sin. I'm going to, I'm going to move forward and position myself for anointing, for breaker anointing. I'm going to push. I'm going to get at the heels 
of Jesus and I'm going to start to push. I'm going to prepare myself. I'm going to say, Jesus, where you're going, I'm going. Where you go, I will go. What you say, I will say. What you sing, I will sing. What you speak, I will speak. What you do, I will do. Jesus, where you're going, I'm going with you. Amen. <laughs> you see, when you, when you, Pastor Bill talks this morning, you've got to hear it. When you hear the sound, when you hear the sound in the balsam trees, it's time to go. When you get the scent of the shepherd's heels and he's beginning to walk amongst you, when you feel Jesus walking around you, I know you can feel it. I know you can. I can, I can hear your heartbeats from here. I can, I can sense your breathing change when you know that the Messiah is walking around you. He's calling you by name. He's, he's, he's putting his mark upon you. He's calling his sheep, and his sheep know his voice. Even the sheep that feel like they're not worthy, I'm telling you this right now. When the breaker anointing comes, he's going to break through, and you're going to break through with him. All you need to get is get to those heels. All you need to do is get there and just begin to push. Just begin to push. And then the breaker, breaker anointing. Do you know that this scripture here, this scripture in Micah, it, it, it completely coincides or what's the word where it says? Is that coincides? Oh, great. Woo. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Pastor Bill said I said the right word. It's amazing. It's a miracle. It coincides with the, with the scripture that's in Mark, Matthew eleven twelve, And it says this, The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent who are pressing into it take it by force. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent who are pressing into it it actually means the violent who are pressing into it. That's the right interpretation. The violent who are pressing into it. The sheep, the sheep, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent who are pressing into it take it by force. They're not just sitting back, oh, Jesus, yeah, just change the world. Just do it. Just come on. You know, or like Thomas, show me the scars in your hands. Jesus, and then I'll believe. No, this generation of radical believers that you have been born into, that you have been privileged to be alive in this day and this age, are a people that are going to press in. There are people that are going to press up against Jesus and say, where you're going, I'm going. What you're doing, I'm doing. And I'm going to violently press in. Amen? (laughs) Oh, I love it. I've got written here, the breaker. The demolisher. Who likes that? How many of you got brick walls around your lives right now? How many of you got areas of containment? How many of you got places where you've been bottlenecked, where you've been strangled in your finances, in your ministry, in your gifts, in your health, in your in your healing, you know, in your in your emotions? How many of you are strangled in your emotions and you want to move forward, but you you know the enemy keeps hitting on that same thing and just taking you back a notch? But I want you to know this that he is the demolisher. Jesus the breaker is the demolisher of every stronghold, of every barrier, of everything that's stopping you in Jesus' name. One who beats down before them all barriers and impediments that obstruct their way. He is the one who beats down before them all barriers and impediments that obstruct 
their way. And then it says, I want to just show you the scripture in the Message Bible now. This is Micah 2.12 in the Message Bible. Then I, God, will burst all confinements and lead them out into the open. They'll follow their king and will be out in front of them leading them. They will burst through. I, their God, will burst through all confinements. That's why this morning we pray for businesses in this place. And I have never felt such an anointing to pray for businesses like we prayed this morning. And the business people, the response to the altar was incredible. And the prophetic words and the stuff that was spoken over business people this morning, there was a breaker anointing here this morning to break through. Amen. Cam Harvey, I see you breaking through. Like your heart's desire is to see miracles, to see God actually manifest himself. I see him breaking through. Don't let go of that dream, Cam. You don't have to conform. You don't have to conform or you don't have to go somewhere where you feel that you're conformed to fit. You don't fit. No, you're you're a disciple of Jesus Christ. You're an odd person. You're like a John. You know, you're just out there. God is going to make a way for you, though. Don't be afraid. Don't be frustrated. God is going to make a way. When he breaks through, there's going to be areas that he breaks through that he's going to say, go there, do that, lay hands on that. You're going to bring miracles into this church. I believe that beyond a shadow of a doubt that you carry miracles. And the other one is Matt Keenan that carries miracles. I see you two guys bringing miracles into You need to start to pray into it. You need to start to believe for it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's right. Yeah. I love this. Look at this. How am I going? They moved the clock and it's too far away for me to see now. But I've got a nice watch my husband just bought me. See? It says, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, all the way around. Every time I look at it, I go, he loves me, he loves me not, he loves me. He loves me. 30 years this year. It's cool. Listen to this, Amos 9. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when the reaper will be overtaken by the plowman and the planter by the one treading grapes. Now let's think about, we read scripture sometimes, we don't think about it. So you're saying, God, that the days are coming when the reaper will be overtaken by the plowman. Hang on. You're a farmer, aren't you, Marty? You... Doesn't it make sense that we have to plough the ground up? Then we have to plant the seed. We need to water it. We need to wait. We need to wait till it grows. We need to wait till it's harvest time. And then we reap the harvest, don't we? But how can we go and reap the harvest before we ploughed? Doesn't make sense. God's not going to make sense in this day. He's not going. People are going to reap where they haven't sown. They're going to reap where they haven't sown. You know, some people say to you, you have to do the hard yards, son. You know, you know, we paid the price for this ministry. You know what? Yeah, God does train you up, but sometimes you can just stand on the shoulders of those that have gone before you. See, my heart isn't, isn't to say to young people, you need to pay the price, you need to fight the demons we fought. My heart is to say this, we fought demons, We've won battles. Now get on our shoulders and you'll never have to win, fight those battles. Amen? You'll have your own battles. There's no doubt about it. Amen. But God is going to overtake this generation and they're going to plow, they're going to, they're, going to, they're going to reap where they haven't even sown. And it says, and the planter by the one treading grapes. Hang on. 
We're trading the grapes out. We haven't even planted them yet. God, what are you talking about? I'm trading grapes out. I didn't plant them. Trading grapes. Didn't plant them. You see, God's going to do, we read before in Isaiah chapter 60, the last verse, it says, in this time I will do this swiftly. And when God is proclaiming something, we need to grab hold of it with everything that we have and know that God is doing a quick work. Who heard that Hillsong Church has been approached by Warner Brothers and another company to make a movie about Hillsong, which will be released in theatres 2015? And, and it's, not, it's, not, it's not to you know, make a bad name for Hillsong. They're actually saying, we need to know about this phenomena. The world needs to know about this phenomena. The world needs to know that Jesus Christ is alive. Warner Brothers is saying that. There's another guy bringing a movie out called The Holy Ghost. And he's a big producer. And he's got people like Lenny Kravitz and people like this and the, you know, the, the guitarist out of core. Corn. Corn. Yeah, he's, he's radically saved and he looks like a devil, but he's got really clear eyes. I was looking at him today, I was looking at him going, are you faking it? And I looked into his eyes and I saw Jesus and I just went, oh, Jesus looking out of those corn eyes. It's a funny thing. You know, he's got the dreadies, he's got the black makeup and he's looking at his eyes as clear as, clear as a baby's bottom when, it's, when you clean it. <laughs> Tatters, you know, he's got piercings everywhere. And Jesus is looking out his windows. And he's saying, he's saying, the church needs to change. We need to change our view about what we see and what we accept. And, and this guy, he's just heard from God. He's heard from God, I want you to go and I want you to make a film that is completely led by the Holy Spirit. I want you to go, wake up in the morning with the whole team. Where are we flying to today, God? Spain, Cambodia, whatever it is and go and film what the Holy Spirit is doing. And they've got film footage already of like India slums with a guy like Jason sitting there singing songs to the kids in the slums. And then there's somewhere else, you know what I mean? It's like, and they want, what they wanna do is reveal to the world that the Holy Spirit is real, that he's really working in people's lives, in countries, in nations. And it's like this whole exposure thing going on. Like we need to get on board with what God is doing. It's just so amazing. It says, new wine will drip from the mountains and flow from all the hills. I will bring back my exiled people, Israel, and they will build the uh, ruined cities and live in them. They will plant vineyards and drink their wine. How many times have we planted things, Christians, and someone else has drunk the wine? How many times have we done stuff and the enemy comes and takes it from us? How many times have we tried to step in our ministry and we get this blockage and we get devils coming at us and we get stuff and we get lost and we get confused? But I want to tell you right now, God is making a way. God is making a way, amen? I will plant Israel in their own land. Never again will you be uprooted from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. It's so amazing. You know what? I just want to finish with this. Who's excited? Are you getting it? (laughs) I want to finish with this. I know this is real because God so amazes me. You know, about 12 months ago, I was in a place where I'm going, God, you know, we've believed believed for this stuff for a long time now. 
I mean, the first time I saw Jesus' face, uh, is that 32 years ago? Maybe a bit longer now. I lose track. It's about, it's about 30, 32 years ago. 34 years ago it is. 34 years ago, I saw the face of Jesus. And when I saw him, I knew if I followed him, anything is possible. Anything is possible if I just follow this man. I had no idea of church. I had never been to church. I, didn't, I had never met a Christian. I was 21 years of age, and I'd never met a Christian. And when I saw his face, I, he said to me, follow me. And I didn't, know, I didn't say where, how, when. I just said, okay. And I walked away from so much, so much of my life. I walked away from my whole career, just walked away. I was making a lot of money, could have been famous, was up for a mole award, had recording contracts, had stuff happening. And I just said, I'm going to follow that man. I don't know who he is, what he does, but I'm following him. And I moved back to Australia and waited until he told me the next move to make. And the next move he made was send Phil to me. Yeah. Wow. That was a good move, God. But all these years since I saw the light, and I literally did see my room lit up with light, all these years since I saw that face, I knew he was going to do something amazing at this, in this day and in this age. And I've been waiting. I've been waiting, Phil, for that. And all these years I've been praying. We've done 40-day fast in water. We've, we've been seeking God. And, and how many times have I prophesied out of the scriptures that it's going to come? This arise, shine, for your light has come. How many times have I proclaimed it? And about a year ago, I was just feeling like, really like, oh, is it ever going to happen? I'm going to die of old age. I'm not going to see it. Maybe the next generation are going to see it. Maybe I'm not going to see it. Maybe I'm just going to get old and retire and, you know, and my calling and I'm getting old, God. Come on, I'm getting old. The clock is ticking. I want to, I want to be part of what you're doing on the earth. I want to be part of this. And the Lord, and I said, you know, and I want it to happen for everybody. And the Lord said to me, sit down and pick up a pen. And I sat down and picked up a pen. And he said, just write down what I tell you to write down. And I wrote this down. So stand firm in me until I have become your confidence. Set your eyes upon me and don't be worried about your future and your calling. For I am the God who begins and completes the Alpha and the Omega. You've seen me many times as the beginning. Now you will see me as the finisher. And I wrote that down about 12 months ago, right? Now, just recently, Brian Simmons came to Australia, who's the uh, author and translator of the Passion Translation Bible, incredible prophet, an incredible man of God, an incredible person. And I went to one of his meetings. And in his meetings, I, I, I managed to hear this guy, how he's, his heart was prophesying what God was saying in the earth right now. And, and the translation Bible is incredible. And he gave me a, a free connection to a devotional that he has written, which is just prophetic words to the church. Daily devotional, a, a prophetic word a day that you can read to the church. And so I just thought, oh, great. I'll, I'll, I'll hook on and I'll read it. So this is the first one. Today you stand at the threshold of a new beginning. All that is around you will change and all that I have planted within you will now grow and bear fruit. For I have great things in store for you, things no one else has ever... Listen, when you read this, this is for you. This is for the church. 
all right? This is not personally for me. I felt it was a word to the church. Amen. And that's why he wrote it. For I have great things in store for you, things no one has ever proclaimed to you. Many speak of the rain that will soon fall, but I say it will be a downpour on you. Many speak of the fire, but they have never been consumed. But with you, my fire will rage and not be contained by the structures and theories of men. Next part. There are many who wish for a new day, but you will be lifted suddenly into a season beyond your imagination or your dreams. For it will be my dream that will be fulfilled in your life. Many scoffers will be swept into my presence and become believers in one day. Many doubters of my power will leave their limitations and pursue me as never before. The time of the great outpouring upon the nations is near. It will be a day of repentance and a day of gathering. Those who ignore my truth will be ignored. Those who refuse to gather themselves together will be scattered even further. For I will be worshipped in spirit and truth. Right, now watch the next part. Look at that. This is from a man in the States prophesying to the church. And when I read it, I nearly died because it was exactly word for word what God had told me to write down. So stand firm in me until I have become your confidence. Set your eyes upon me and don't be worried about your future and your calling. For I am the God who begins and completes the Alpha and Omega. You have seen me many times as your beginning. Now you will see me as the finisher. Stand to your feet, come on. Let's get the worship team up here. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. Oh, we worship you, oh God. Yes, we do. Hallelujah. Come on, let's really clap the Lord. Let's shout. Count me in, God. Count me in, God. I'm pushing it. I want to be in the breaker anointing, amen. Come on, close your eyes and see the shepherd leaning against his heels. Pushing against the anointing. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.